Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and Sirius XM Channel 80. And your smart speakers rolls along. My name is Field Yates. I'm joined by Harry Douglas. Played for 10 years in the NFL. You and Harry, uh, what's this? Uh, Harry, this is, uh, what's his name? Ed Sheeran. You an Ed Sheeran guy or what? I just love the music, Phil. You I listen to everything. You see, you see me over here bobbing. I, I see it. The whole world sees it right now. So I had to ask you whether you're an Ed Sheeran guy or not. Apparently you are. Tell you what, I, he plays some hits. He plays some hits now. Oh, Harry's vibing. People listening on the radio right now, Harry has a future on Dancing with the Stars. I'm not sure how long it'll last in the competition. He's got a future. You're the next Iman Shumpert. He won this past season who absolutely crushed it. He was incredible. People are thinking to themselves, who cares? Uh, Harry's a star. Harry's a star in my book. tell you that much. Let's move That's forward. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. We're talking about the Cowboys here in a second. But a reminder that Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Cowboys play host to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday in a game that has some legit consequences in the NFC. The Cowboys have won the NFC East. That part is not up for grabs, but their seeding in the NFC is. Meanwhile, the Cardinals have really slid. They've lost five of their past eight games, and they're looking to stay in the NFC West mix. If they lose on Sunday, they can basically kiss their division chances goodbye. Here's their the Cowboys rookie phenom, Micah Parsons, discussing the challenge of stopping Kyler Murray. The cheat is the, the fastest animal, but, I mean, a lion doesn't just go by himself. It's a lot of lions and lionesses. So, I mean, if you got a pack of lions, then I like the lion over the cheetah any day of the week. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry, a lot to break down there. So that is Micah Parsons' interpretation of how you slow down Kyler Murray. Did you agree with that overall assessment right there? Um. <laughs> did you even Sorry. know that a cheetah was faster than a lion? I guess I did. I think that makes I sense. Did, I, I did know that. Uh, isn't it a pack of wolves, though? I believe it's a pack of wolves. It is a pride of lions. Pride. You know, the, uh, our <laughs> yeah. producer, Evan, who's a Hofstra University graduate, and they are the Hofstra pride, uh, like the lions, hashtag, one pride. Uh, Micah Parsons also went to Penn, went to Penn State. You're, is it a Nittany Lions pride? I feel like he should know this if any <laughs> NFL player should know this. No, I agree with you. I, he definitely should know that. He's a Nittany Lion. Pride of Nittany Lions. But it's an interesting thought, right? I think it, it, it is like when you when you put away or put aside like sort of the goofy angle here. Like It's a good point. And I feel like, Harry, that if there is a defense that has shown itself capable – of slowing down a quarterback who is so good with his legs, like Kyler Murray is, it might be the Cowboys because you can make the case that their group of pass rushers and Micah Parsons as a pass rusher slash inside linebacker slash do whatever you need him to do linebacker is probably as athletic as you're going to find right now in the NFL. They should be able to keep Kyler Murray in check. There's no thing and there's no ifs about it. You look at the play he made, I believe it was against the Giants, where I think the Giants may have ran a wheel route. And he switched um, to go back to football down. So to be able to have, to have the intangibles, the intellect, the, the athleticism to, to, the, uh, to decipher what's going on and go make the play and back that football down was crazy. I do, Mike, do think Michael Parsons is a guy who can actually play every position on the football field. I don't think anybody doubts that. Uh, with his play this year. And he's also a guy who has 13 sacks, a sack and a half away from tying the rookie record from his teammate's uncle, 
Javon Curse. So my, Michael Parsons in that defense, the athleticism, the way Dan Quinn preaches, run to the ball, finish, finish, finish. Um, I think they will have a, a great chance of stopping Kyler Murray and containing them. The Cowboys defense is playing so well right now that it's got their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, right back on the head coaching radar. And yesterday, Adam Schefter reported news that the Jaguars are interested in hiring Dan, or excuse me, in interviewing Dan Quinn for their head coaching spot. The NFL has a new rule that was implemented this year that teams that have either already fired their head coach or have informed their incumbent head coach that he will not be back for the following season can start interviewing candidates as soon as Tuesday of week 17 of the NFL season. Dan Quinn is not going to interview for the Jaguars during this two-week window. He's so focused in on the Cowboys. Perhaps it happens later, but it will not happen right now as he's dialed in on the Cowboys and what they have to do to slow down Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Harry, if the NFL were a stock report, the Cardinals would be stock way, way down right now because they have just been sliding and sliding and sliding. And it looks like this the finish they had last year. Is this team this year different than the team that they had last year, which also slid so far down that they weren't even part of the playoffs? The Cardinals are 8-18-1 under Cliff Kingsbury following week 7. 8-18-1 in basically the second half of the season. Are the Cardinals pretenders, or are they still good enough that they can make noise in the playoffs? Um, I think if we're looking at right now, they've lost three straight fields. So right now I have them as pretenders. Um, and two, they can co- correct a few things. Number one, they got to figure out what's their identity on offense. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is not there right now. So we've seen that offense take a turn in the wrong direction. Uh, you look at the penalties that this football team uh, get week in and week out, especially defensively. Uh, it's a couple of times I've seen defensively, there's an opportunity for guys to make plays and alter and change games. And they haven't made those plays. And then you got to look at offensively, Kyler Murray. I need, I need Kyler Murray to be a better leader for this organization, for this team, right? Stop showing up your teammates. Stop throwing up your hands. Uh, talk to guys on the sideline. Uh, understand that everyone is out there trying to do their best. But I've never been a fan of a player showing up another player. And I think he needs to stop doing that. And his body language needs to be better, uh, especially when things aren't going right. When things are go- I mean, when things aren't going – when things are going wrong. So – I just think it's so many question marks right now with this team. Uh, when is DeAndre Hopkins going to be back? Is he going to be back for the playoffs? Uh, that whole thing. And I think we're, we're actually seeing that the loss of him is taking a toll on them offensively as well. And then you see guys in and out of the lineup. James Conner, uh, I don't think he played last week. He, had a, he was playing at a tremendous and a high level. And then you get Edmonds back. And then guys are just nicked up here and there. You have some receivers out there playing, some receivers not out there playing. I just don't think there's consistency across the board. The only player I can say there's consistency from uh, on this Arizona Cardinals football team right now, I think is Buda Baker. Buda Baker is playing lights out football. You've seen the last game, you see him make plays left and right and actually gave this Cardinals uh, team a chance against the Colts. Uh, so I, I just think they have so many question marks right now on their team. Let me ask you, is there something like – what makes a team a slow-finishing team like the Cardinals have been? Because it's back-to-back years now where they've fallen off a cliff in the second half. Yeah. is No pun intended with Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. 
Is that symptomatic of something? Like, is that a team that's not prepared? Is it poorly coached? Is it a team that doesn't train? Like, is, are they not ramping up in the right way during the preseason where their stamina and their energy just falls off? Like, what do you attribute that to? Or could it just be like the tides turn, they play poorly in the second half, and they were never as good as their first half suggested? I think it's a numerous uh, different things, though, Phil. I think the first thing is a mindset, right? When you – when you have that three-game losing streak and then as a player, if you're a player on the Arizona Cardinals football team, you go thinking like, oh, man, this happened last year. You're already defeated because it's already in your mind instead of just saying, hey, we're going to get through this. We're going to move forward. We're going to get back on the winning trail. It's all about a mindset. And then I think Cliff Kingsbury, he has to look at uh, the way he's uh, giving information to his team, the way they're practicing. Sometimes you might want to switch things up especially if you're on a three-game losing streak, switch practice up, switch things around so everything isn't staying the same and being stale. And then you got to hold guys accountable. you got to address those penalties that they're getting, man, because I think it's really hurting this football team. I, I watched the Detroit Lions game, and I continuously seen personal foul at the personal foul, giving the Lions great field position and giving them extra 15 yards. And you just can't do that because a team like the Detroit Lions who ran the football down their throat, uh, teams like that are going to beat you. This team is very difficult to figure out. They're very, very difficult to figure out. One thing I will yep. say, though, is I learned a lesson when the Baltimore Ravens won their Super Bowl with Joe Flacco as their quarterback about seven years ago now. And that was no matter how a team is playing going into the postseason, no matter how strong they may look on paper, never rule anything out in the NFL because the any given Sunday moniker is more appropriate in the playoffs than any time else. We'll get much more into this game and a whole bunch of other Week 17 matchups. And that's next here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. You've got questions, and we've got options. Take your pick.
Back on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Bill Yates and Harry Douglas hanging out. It's time now for us to play a little game of Take Your Pick. The premise is simple. We get two options. We take our pick. Producer Evan takes over from here. Yeah, and if you heard from the music, we're going to start here. College football. College football playoff semifinals tomorrow. Coverage starts 2.30 Eastern time right here on ESPN Radio. It's going to start with the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, but we're going to start with the Orange Bowl. Cade McNamara versus Stetson Bennett. Take your pick. Who plays better? Harry, you go first, man. Ooh, from, for me, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kate McNamara. Just the simple fact this year when Michigan, I understand they're a run football team first, but when they have asked Kate McNamara to be a passer this year, he's been efficient doing so. You look at what he did uh, this entire football season, he's been consistent. Uh, he hasn't had those blemish plays. And if you look at Stetson Bennett, I know Stetson Bennett this year, I think he's second in uh, yards per attempt at 10.1. He's fourth in the, in the nation at QBR. But I just look at a, a certain a certain thing. When they played against Alabama in the SEC championship game and they got behind, Stetson Bennett could not lead this football team back. That's why he needed his run game to support him in the, on Friday. But if I had to pick between the two quarterbacks and if it had to come to a shootout, I am going to choose Cade McNamara over Stetson Bennett. I'm going with Cade McNamara as well. He's just been steadier this year. I know Bennett's been fine. But as we know, people get some angst over the mailman. Some people want him to be benched by Georgia I felt like that was one of the that there was a chorus of people wishing for that during the SEC championship game. McNamara, by the way, or meanwhile, has been playing his best football down the stretch. He was great against Ohio State. He was great against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game as well. In Iowa, excuse me, the Big Ten championship game as well. All right, that's Capital One Orange Bowl. Harry will be there. Then we got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. That's first. We got the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, against Desmond Ritter, who might be the first quarterback selected in the NFL draft. So take your pick. <laughs> plays better oh for me i'm going with the heisman trophy winner the greatest quarterback that nick saban has ever had in his coaching career bryce young a guy who has over 43 yards passing i mean excuse me over 4300 yards passing 43 touchdowns just only four interceptions i love his demeanor i love how cool calm and collective have you ever interviewed him y'all should try interviewing him he's going to kill that as well but he can improvise he can do it with his legs he can do it with his arms he's always poised Desmond Ritter, I think Desmond Ritter has to be great in this game for Cincinnati to even have a chance. Desmond Ritter is going to have to do it passing the ball. Uh, He's misconnected this year. He hasn't always been as efficient as he should have been, but he has to do it with his legs as well. But I'm going with the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young. I'm going to go with Bryce Young as well. But my favorite part of Harry's answer was, have you ever interviewed him? You should try it. As if, like, I just have access to the Heisman Trophy winner. (laughs) Not all of us are Harry Douglas, okay? Just not how it works around here. But the answer has to be Bryce Young. He has been his best down the stretch as well, like Cade McNamara. He had a great game-winning drive in the Iron Bowl in overtime. He helped them tie that game late. He's been remarkable. He's not even draft eligible this year. People are already wondering whether he could be a top pick in 2023. Give me Bryce Young. All right, let's go to the NFL. Week 17 starts with two teams in the NFC who are really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. Not which team plays better, which quarterback plays better. Field, take your pick. I'm going with Dak Prescott. And Kyler Murray and this Cardinals offense have just been lost in their own ways recently. Kyler ran the ball effectively this past Saturday night, but DeAndre Hopkins' absence has really impacted their passing game. They get good contributions from players, but rarely great contributions from players. Having James Conner back would help them in a major way, but Dak Prescott last week threw to a running back wide receiver, a tight end, and an offensive lineman, all for touchdowns. He was dialed in. I think Dak has turned the corner. 
Like Jimmy Johnson would say, how about them Cowboys? Oh, I am going with on. the Cowboys on this one, Phil. Uh, it's a simple fact that right now you see the offense that, that, that's going on in Arizona. They have not been hitting on all cylinders. Last week I said Dak need to have a come to Jesus meeting with his offense, and they went out there and balled out. Kyler Murray, you need to have a come to Jesus meeting with your offense. So at some point, y'all can get back on track. All right. Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson, under the assumption that Jackson plays. Take your pick, Harry. Who plays better? Uh, ooh, Lamar Jackson is not going to be healthy like we expect him to be. So I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford in this one. Plus, Matthew Stafford just had three interceptions in his last outing. Should have been two more that got picked off. Luckily, the DBs, that's the reason why they play DBs, because they don't have hands. Sorry, DBs. I got to throw y'all that little, a little shade. But I'm going to go on with Matthew Stafford. I think he has a comeback game this week. I got to tell you, all the logic just says it has to be Matthew Stafford, right? As frustrating as last week was, it's Matthew Stafford this week because we saw the video earlier of Lamar Jackson. We don't even know, even if he does play, whether he'll be the typical mobile self that he is. It seems like a long shot. And by the way, the Ravens secondary is so banged up. The Rams have a great secondary. The Ravens have an inexperienced and banged up one. Matthew Stafford gets the edge here. As much as I hate to disagree with Perry for the fourth straight time. All right, maybe we can get you guys to disagree, but I doubt it. Monday Night Football on ESPN. Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, take your pick, Field. I'm going to go with Ben (laughs) Roethlisberger, and that sounds absolutely (laughs) crazy because Ben is moving in slow motion this year, but uh, this is almost like the lesser of two evils, right? Neither one of them has played particularly inspiring football this year. The end is near for Ben. The The end could be near for Baker in Cleveland. I'm going to go with Ben, but that's one of those where I'm closing my eyes and making my pick. <laughs> I agree with you, Phil. I'm going with Big Ben as well. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, everything that he says about Baker Mayfield, that's all y'all need to know. So I'm going with Big Ben. Who throws more picks, Big Ben or Baker? Oh, clearly Baker. I'm going to go with Big Ben there because Cleveland's defense, I think, is better in the back end than <laughs> Pittsburgh's, but I'm not sure to be that pretty either way. Well, it'll be on ESPN. We'll all be watching anyway. We yeah, all love a train wreck. Yeah. All right, last one. Again, caveat. Assuming Carson Wentz plays, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, or as I like to say, Derek Carson Wentz. Take your pick. Harry, you go first. Um, And we're picking who's going to have the better game. I yes. think I think, I think Derek Carr is going to have a better game. Derek Carr, he, he's been unbelievable throughout his career. I love the way he puts touch on the football The fourth quarter comebacks, we all know about those. He just had one recently against the Cleveland Browns uh, that had them in a position that they don't don't want to be in. So I'm going to go Derek Carr here. All right, so I'm going to lean towards Carson Wentz, in part because I want to disagree with Harry, in part because (laughs) I know he's on the COVID-19 list, but as Evan said, this is under the assumption that he does play on Sunday. Raiders have been impacted by some COVID uh, list players on their defense. Carson Wentz also is asked to do less in his offense. He may not need to throw the ball 35 times on Sunday. He may need to throw the ball 15 times on Sunday, and they could still win this game. Give me Carson Wentz over Derek Carr for Sunday. Give me the Colts with a win over the 8-7 and seven Raiders, which would push them to 8-8 eight and eight in a critical week, 17, week 18 matchup the following week. Ooh, Jason Fitz is going to be mad at you, Phil. Oh, he always is. It's all good. We've, we, we've pushed, <laughs> pushed past that point. Is that all? That's it? That's it, Evan? That's it. Let's take your pick. You guys okay. want to hear from Frank Reich? Let's hear from Frank Reich, because the Colts do have a situation where Carson Wentz is currently on the COVID-19 list. Frank Reich shared his thoughts on Carson Wentz. He also emptied the bucket on Sam Ellinger, who may be in line to play for them on Sunday. Here's Reich on Carson Wentz. 
We know that Carson is on the reserve COVID list. If he clears, according to the protocol, his fifth day would be Sunday and in theory would be available for the game if he clears. In the meantime, he'll be in meetings virtual preparing so that if he does clear that he could play. At this point, Sam's our starter. I'm excited for Sam. You know, Sam really has been the two the whole year. I think Sam's made for moments like this. I have a lot of confidence in him. He's got that special hit factor. He's got really good quarterback skills. He's continued to improve. I'm excited about the opportunity he has this week to prepare. And then we'll see how it plays out as the week goes on. Harry, I think sometimes what happens is when we know a player is expected to be back, we just assume like, oh, he, he listen, he's playing on Sunday. That's what matters. Do you think the lack of practice this week has any impact on Carson Wentz and this Colts offense, though? Because even if he plays, as Frank said, he'd be clearing protocols on Sunday, which would mean that like he'd be fresh off the list and already playing. Phil, I think it does. And I think we look at the history of this football season this year in 2021, from guys that had to come back and play after being out uh, either a week or an extended period of time, uh, their first outing wasn't always so good. So I think it will have an effect on Carson Wentz. Now, to your point earlier, like you said, the thing about Carson Wentz, there might be an opportunity. Well, there's no might to it. They're going to hand the football off to Jonathan Taylor. And if he's rolling, um, it's going to minimize what he has to do in the pass game. But if he's not rolling, they're going to have to lean on him. And, and I'm, I'm concerned if he's going to be able to get it done. It'd be really interesting to see if, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine the Colts don't have him on Sunday, but perhaps they do. Sam Ellinger, though, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You, you I think, me and a couple others as well, lack confidence that Sam Ellinger can get it done based off what you saw this preseason, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he had a tough goal of it uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. But even if Sam Ellinger plays, like, are they built in the right way to still win without a quarterback without their starting quarterback in Carson Wentz, could they still pull this off on Sunday against the Raiders if they do have Sam Ellinger? They, they can, 100%. But I'll, I'll say this. If I'm the Oakland Raiders defensively, um, if, if I know Sam Ellinger is going to be that quarterback, I'm stacking the box and I'm going to force, force him to beat us with his arm. Okay. I'm not going to let Jonathan Taylor get off like that. Is it possible to put 11 men in the box? Is it possible? I think it might you can be. Let, <laughs> you, can, you can possibly go cover zero. But, I mean, you, they still do have Michael Pittman. Um, they have Zach Paschal. Uh, I know him very well. I played with him in Tennessee. I'm proud of, of the growth that he he showed over the last few years as a wide receiver. And then they have T.Y. Hilton still. So I don't know if you necessarily want to play cover zero, but you can play man coverage and uh, play one robber. That's with the safety coming out, trying to rob anything in the middle. Or you can play uh, one rat. That's man coverage with the linebacker um, robbing anything that's coming shallow in the middle of the field. There's a lot at stake on Sunday for these two teams. If the Colts win, they're in the playoffs. They are in. If the yeah. Raiders win on Sunday, they're not in, but they are much closer to a playoff berth. And the Raiders have had sort of an up-and-down second half of the season. They started pretty well this year, as they have a couple of times in recent years. they got to finish strong, though. This team somehow, some way, has been right around 500 since they hired, and I know he's now since resigned, but since they hired John Gruden, which is supposedly the part the spot in which they turned over a new leaf, a big, big Sunday ahead. The game is being played in Indianapolis, which you would presume helps Carson Wentz's chances of being available on Sunday. Again, the NFL adopted new protocols yesterday, uh, excuse me, two days ago, which now allow for players vaccinated or unvaccinated to return after just five days of quarantine. Previously, the number was 10 days. 
Let's start with Dak Prescott, okay? Tonight, bro, was different. What was great about what we saw from Dak tonight was he just had total command, and he was accurate. He was comfortable in the pocket. KJM is brought to you by Goodyear. College football is winding down, and Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear, more driven. Keyshawn J. Will Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. It's time now for for us to head out to the Goodyear Hotline, where Damian Woody joins us. Brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. And a good morning to Damian Woody. D. Woody, always great to have you on with us. And Damian, you and I talk about this a lot because your wife is a Dallas Cowboys fan, and she may be the person that we need to ask this question. But are the Cowboys back after what we saw this past Sunday night when they completely (laughs) embarrassed the Washington football team on national TV? You know, Phil, I, I, I think they are because sometimes what happens, you know, at this late juncture in the season is you just need a game where you just put it all together. And, uh, you know, I've, I've experienced that a couple of times throughout my career where you had that one game where all three phases of the game come together and you ride that momentum forward. And I think when you watch the Dallas Cowboys against the Washington football team, you saw it offensively. Dak looks so comfortable in the pocket, you know, outside the pocket. Throws were accurate on the money. Um, you know, the guys were, you know, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper catching the balls. I mean, it was just a complete performance by the Dallas Cowboys. And listen, when this team is right, they can compete. They can beat anyone in the National Football League because that they're that talented. So I think a, a win that they put on display against the Washington football team bodes well for the Dallas Cowboys. Woody, I want to switch things to the Green Bay Packers. They're close to getting the number one seed right now in the NFC. Do they need to win a Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers to be able to stay in Green Bay? Wow, that's a, that's a good question because, you know, the one thing about Aaron Rodgers, he, he's his own man and, you know, he's a, he's a different kind of cat. I, I think, uh, you know, listen, I think for Aaron Rodgers, if he wins another Super Bowl, that to me that would cement things. Um, because he's just had an unbelievable career. He's probably going to win his fourth MVP this year. Um, he's one of the greatest, not the greatest talent that we've seen at the quarterback position of this generation. Um, you know, everything is set up for him right now. They're probably going to get the number one seed in Green Bay. I mean, if they can't win it this year, I don't know, you know, I just don't know when, they, when he'll be able to win it. Um, you know, they do have some deficiencies on defense as far as their rush defense is concerned, but I mean, this team is playing some really good football. Aaron Rodgers is playing about as good as he's been playing throughout his whole career. Um, So, listen, I I think if he wins this Super Bowl this year, what more is there to accomplish with the Green Bay Packers? I I just think that if he wins it, I think Aaron Rodgers moves on and and tries to feed it with another organization. Well, what would you make of the comments he had yesterday, D. Woody, about how Retirement is not necessarily off the table. Do you think he was just sort of being diplomatic in those words? Or do you think Aaron Rodgers would legitimately consider walking away from the game of football, maybe not at the peak of his powers, but certainly darn close as he could be the back-to-back MVP? Well, listen, I'm not going to put anything past Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, I think the one thing we know about Aaron Rodgers, he loves to hear himself talk. 
And so Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> is gonna, you know, he's going to say a lot of things. Um, he's a tight. He he does. He he loves to hear himself talk, man. That's that's one thing. Uh, he he knows how to keep himself plugged into the in, into us in sports media. But you know, I don't put anything. Um, I don't put anything out of the realm of what Aaron Rodgers might might do, um, because he walks to his own his home beat. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers bringing up possible retirement. If he goes out and win a Super Bowl, I think all of that is on the table. You got the Rams this weekend facing the Baltimore Ravens. Do the Ravens need Lamar Jackson to win this football game? I think that the clip that we saw Lamar Jackson yesterday limping in practice, that that Lamar Jackson can't beat the Rams. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You know, you know, sometimes you hear people say, well, a 70% guy is better than a 100% backup. Not in this case. Tyler Huntley, 100%, gives them a better chance than Lamar Jackson at 60-70%. Because the way Lamar Jackson is limping around, that you're taking away one of his strengths, his biggest strength, and that's his mobility. So if Lamar Jackson is not able to be Lamar Jackson, I would rather go with Tyler Huntley, who's, who's proven to be capable of going out there and winning football games and executing the offense at a high level. I'd rather see uh, Tyler Huntley out there than Lamar Jackson if he's not out there healthy. Yeah, Damien, I asked this question earlier. about Lamar Jackson still on his rookie contract. He's now dealing with an injury. Like, Are you as surprised as I am that Lamar has not yet signed an extension with the Baltimore Ravens and just feels like you have to think about the business side and your personal side at sometimes during this game as well? Like, He's the best discount in, in sports right now with the way that he has played when he's been healthy. It's remarkable to me that he's still on that rookie contract that pays such a modest amount for his production. Field, I was I was surprised coming into the season. You know, I think everyone knows Lamar Jackson. You know, doesn't have an agent. He negotiates negotiates his contract on his own. And you know, I always felt like, look, you know, when you are when you're eligible to to sign an extension, with the way the way you play the game, the way the offense is designed around you and the contact that you, you know, that you get, um, you know, year in and year out, man, you need to secure your future. And uh, I was, I was shocked coming to the season that Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens hadn't agreed to a long-term extension. And now that we see Lamar Jackson limping around and, and all those type of things, listen, at the end of the day, the Ravens, I'm sure they love Lamar Jackson, love his intangibles, the type of person he is. But at the end of the day, it's still business. And business rules everything. And Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is, just, is really putting in jeopardy the, you know, the type of contract that he deserves. What do we have a big one in Cincinnati this weekend? You talking about the Kansas City Chiefs versus Cincinnati Bengals, Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. But another thing I'm looking at in this football game, I want to see the secondary of Cincinnati versus the skill position players of the Kansas City Chiefs and vice versa, the Chiefs secondary versus the skill position players for the, um, uh, for the, um, for the Bengals. Who do you think wins these matchups? Well, listen, I think, Harry, you know, the one thing about defense, it's a combination. Rush, cover, rush, cover. And so – you know, the Bengals have – they got guys that can get after the quarterback. They got guys that can get after the quarterback on both sides of the ball. So, you know, as much – you know, we talked – you know, you brought up the scenario of, you know, which secondary will be able to, um, 
kind of withstand what the opposing offensive skill position is going to bring. Ultimately, it's going to come down to who can protect their quarterback better, who can give their quarterback more time to, to be so they can exploit, you know, the secondaries of the opposing team. I know one thing. I think the Cincinnati Bengals had the best offensive skill position um, personnel in the National Football League. So if Joe Burrow gets time, I think he'll, he'll definitely be able to exploit that Kansas City Chiefs secondary. Yeah, can't wait to watch this one. It's always great to have Damian Woody join us. D. Woody, enjoy Get Up, which is where we can watch you at 8 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. We appreciate you as always, and enjoy Week 17. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Aaron Rodgers is the original Patrick Mahomes. We can't take watching greatness for granted. Aaron Rodgers, MVP, all that is great. It's like this big drama series just to lose in the NFC Championship. Back on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Field Yates and Harry Douglas, who is once again vibing out. Harry, we just heard from a couple of our smart voices about Aaron Rodgers, and earlier on the show, we interviewed the great Diana Rossini, who weighed in with some of her own thoughts about Rodgers and his future in Green Bay. The fact that he's able to handle all the drama off the field, he comments on every single topic Pat McAfee talks about. He has yes. no hesitation. And then you see him on Sunday, and I really don't care what he says anymore on the Pat McAfee show because what he's doing on the field is so remarkable. And and every time he's out there, he's putting together um, you know, a, another game that makes you go, this guy is the best quarterback on the planet. Mm. That The fact that he's able to handle these conversations and perhaps some of this distraction while also playing at, at, at this level, I think is remarkable. It is interesting, Harry, because on the one hand, he has brought some of this stuff onto himself, right? It's like some of the distractions yeah. that Aaron Rodgers is dealing with are self-inflicted distractions, right? Obviously the drama from this past off season. And while um, I think we, I think, I you know I believe that each individual has the right to make a decision on his or her vaccination status. I think that the way in which Aaron Rodgers has addressed it and the way in which he described himself as immunized this summer has obviously led to a lot of uh, feedback and criticism from those perhaps on the other side of the ledger. And yet Aaron Rodgers just keeps plowing along. As far as football is concerned, we're talking about one of the best football seasons from a guy at the age of 37 
ever, Aaron Rodgers continues to plow along. But if I gave you three options, option A, Aaron Rodgers retires this offseason. Option B, Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers this offseason. Or option C, Aaron Rodgers is traded to another team this offseason. Which option do you believe is most likely for Rodgers' future? For me, I think it's option C. I think it's uh, him being traded to a contender, a team that he can – that's a quarterback away from actually winning a championship. And I think um, you look at how he's handled the entire situation uh, with the Green Bay Packers organization uh, at, while still playing at a high level football-wise, uh, what's going on during the season. But you look at the things that happened in the offseason, and he wasn't happy. And all of a sudden he says he probably is happy. He's enjoying everything. But – I think, like Woody just said, even if he wins a Super Bowl, even if the, the Green Bay Packers win a Super Bowl, I think this might be it uh, for A-Rod because the simple fact that what else does he have to do? What else does he have to prove? He has one already. If he gets that second one, he can just go out and sell out in the uh, in the win, not to retire, but sell to another team and, and give them an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Because I'll tell you right now, if Aaron Rodgers is on your football team, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Even if your roster isn't what you want it to be, you still have a chance. He's just that damn good, Phil. He certainly is. I mean, the Packers are, as as we have mentioned earlier, on the doorstep of becoming the first team in NFL history to win back-to-back-to-back or to have back-to-back-to-back seasons of 13 wins or greater. Just a remarkable run. By the way, Matt LaFleur, their head coach, can become the first head coach with 39 wins in his first three seasons in NFL history. Harry, I'll ask you because I've waited on this before, and I am a believer that like what Matt LaFleur has done has been remarkably impressive. And the naysayers say, because it's funny, every time you tweet something about Matt LaFleur's success, the response is always the same. I don't care that he's had all this success. He's got Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. You've been around, you've been inside buildings, you've been in teams, you've been in locker rooms before. Yes, Having a quarterback gives you the best chance to succeed in the NFL. But there's more to it than just having a great quarterback. I feel like Matt LaFleur is sometimes underappreciated. Yeah, I agree with you. you got to be able to get the best out of your quarterback. you got to be able to push buttons to get them to play at their best and and do it at a high level. And at at the same time, I think you got to be able to have a relationship with your quarterback. And I think Matt LaFleur and and Aaron Rodgers, I think those two guys are on the same page. Uh, one band, one sound, as I like to say it. And I, I just think moving forward, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, how and, and, and if he's traded, who comes to Green Bay? And are they going to stay with love and the growth of that quarterback position, that young guy? How is that going to happen? Or are they going to move him a- along with, with Aaron Rodgers with another team and try to trade him if they receive who, who they receive who they want back as a from the quarterback position. So it's going to be interesting to say. But uh, Matt Lafleur, he's cut, he come from that cow uh, that the Mike Shanahan tree with Cal Shanahan and Sean McVay and all those guys, and then his brother Mike Lafleur, who's the offensive coordinator with the Jets. So all those guys have similar similar the same background and the offenses are similar. I would say when you look at all different offenses, though, they all have their own little twang to it. Right. And one thing you can say about all those guys is that they have Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance in San Francisco. Uh, You look at Matthew Stafford with the Rams. You look at Aaron Rodgers. I think right now Mike LaFleur might be the the, the one who's who's trying to gain some traction because he has Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson was taking second overall. And we're still aspiring to see what he's going to be in the National Football League. When you look at Matt LaFleur, 
I think he's done a great job with uh, understanding Aaron Rodgers' his demeanor, understanding what he likes, understanding what he dislikes, and making it work there in Green Bay. I think he doesn't get enough credit for that. I'll just point to the fact that the three seasons prior to Matt LaFleur's arrival, the team was a mess. There was a reason why they had to fire Mike McCarthy, who had won a yep. Super Bowl there, had a 10-plus year long run. Matt LaFleur's done some good work. Let me ask you about the Packers as a team, and let's focus in on the here and now. I know the Aaron Rodgers drama is interesting to fans, especially those that live in the cities of Detroit and Chicago and also Minnesota, or Minneapolis, I should say, but um, we still have a lot of football season ahead of us right now. And the Packers currently own the NFC's number one seed. There's only one buy available in each conference now under the NFL's new playoff format. If the Packers secure the buy, is it more important because of the health of Aaron Rodgers' toe, the fact or the fact that they would have home field advantage in Green Bay, Wisconsin throughout the playoffs? Which is more important to their success? I'm a cheat right here, Phil. I both? think all the above. Oh, come I, on. I think. I think bo- I think both of those things play major factors. And not just Aaron Rodgers' toe, but you look at uh, a star offensive lineman that they're looking to get back. You look at Jair Alexander. You look at Zadarius Smith. All these guys have an opportunity to get back and have an extra week of practice before they actually go out there and play a game, which is huge because, right, you want to be in football shape, and nothing gets you more in football shape than actually going out there and practice and and playing football. So I think it's huge in those regards. And, yes, Aaron Rodgers gets an extra week to to be off his toe and for – I won't say heal, but to just to stay off of it, I think that that pays huge dividends. I'm a huge believer that there is no team that is head and shoulders above the rest in the NFL <laughs> right now. But if you had to pick one team right now to win the Super Bowl, would the Packers be your favorite team to pick? Oh, no, they wouldn't. Okay, who would it be? Phil, why are you trying, trying to make me give up my goodies? I don't um, know, right now, you're, you're the, the goat in. Hey, phrasing. Right now, I would say um, if I had to pick one team, Jeez. I'm, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm still riding with my Titans in that one. So Okay, there you go. My Titans. There you go. Harry did play for the Titans for quite some time, so he's allowed <laughs> to say that. Normally, we, we would not let that one fly, but we do when it's Harry Douglas. So this past off season, two teams made the same mistake. We'll tell you what the mistake was and who those teams are coming up here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.